Hello and welcome back to Practicing Human, the podcast where every day we're getting a little better at life. I'm your host, Corey Mascara. Before going into today's episode, I just want to give you a quick reminder since we're coming close to the date. My upcoming online retreat is April 16th through 18th. The theme of this mindfulness retreat will be deep rest, which I'm really excited to take a deep dive into. I haven't done this in a retreat format before. So we'll be exploring all of the the principles, the practices, the conditions, the neuroscience, and and just the specific skill sets behind unwinding deep tension in the mind and the body that is accumulated over the course of a lifetime. And unwinding that tension is not as simple as just going on a vacation or taking a break. So we'll do a deep dive into that. I'd love to have you there. If you've never been on a retreat, this is a great opportunity to do it from the comfort of your home. You can learn all about this at coreymascara.com forward slash retreat. And if you are in need of financial assistance, just reach out at Corey at limindfulness.com. We have some partial scholarships available. We still have spaces left for this retreat. At the time of recording, there's only a couple weeks left, so I'd love to have you there. All right. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about the relationship between meditation and taking action. More to come on that in a moment. First, let's settle in together with the sound of the bells. Okay, so... A lot of the pushback for meditation in general, or one strand of pushback, can be, well, if I'm meditating, I'm not doing anything in the world. I'm not taking action. It feels like a form of passive resignation to my life. And what's the point of doing nothing? And while I I interpret this as more of a superficial pushback, and often one you might hear from people who haven't explored meditation. I think it's still something worthy of commenting on because I I don't think that these are mutually exclusive meditation and taking action in the world. I mean, if that were the case, I wouldn't be doing this podcast or all the things that I do do in my life. And same for the many uh, active meditators I know Um, who do a lot of good work, who are activists, who are making change in the world. So let's just explore what this intersection is between meditation, or what we might even perceive as stillness, and action. So if we think of meditation in, let's just say, the form that many people think about when they make this argument against meditation with with action, uh, it might just be like sitting, either cross-legged, or uh, in a chair uh, in stillness and doing something like focusing on your breath. And when you do notice perhaps an urge to do something or to move or to adjust or all the different impulses that come up in a meditation practice, you would practice meeting those things, relaxing around that volition, that urge to do something else, and then practice coming back to just being with the breath. Or you would practice being with the the texture of that impulse. Perhaps there's 
uh, an itch on your face and you want to scratch the itch, which could be perceived as a form of taking action, you might notice just what is it like to experience the sensations of those uh, of that itch. Is there heat? Is there tingliness? What is it doing? Is it ebbing? And is it flowing? Or if there's this impulse of, oh, I, I need to go to the bathroom right now. Of course, you can go to the bathroom, but you might also explore, okay, well, what is it like to be with the sensation of needing to go to the bathroom right now uh, and, and just being with that? And so it, one f- first pushback that you can make to this is that the ex- the experience of non-doing is still a form of doing the experience of inaction is still a form of action so being with the experience uh, analyzing and exploring the experience of the itch or even just redirecting the attention back to the breath or something else you're focusing on that that is still a form of action even though it's uh, kind of encapsulated in the veil of like a, a still body you're still doing a lot internally. The mind is working, the mind is assessing, you have a sense of agency, you're directing your attention uh, very specifically, just in a different way. And so if we view action as just acting on the impulse that arises, well, that's just one small uh, and one-dimensional idea of action. So there is still action going on. That is a more like nuanced, nerdy way to look at it. But let's think of action maybe more as the impulse to do something or seeing the need for something to be done um, and how that relates to meditation. Well, it is true. When you are meditating, you are practicing noticing a lot of those impulses that might arise that typically tell you to do something. And of course, you can react to those, you can respond to those uh, if something arises and, and it says, oh, this is really important right now, um, there's space sometimes to go, actually, maybe I should get out of this meditation and do this thing or call this person or have this conversation. But yeah, overall, more more times than not, uh, you might write that down on a notepad and instead come back to your, your practice. Uh, so that that is a general orientation of practice. But let's look at how that is useful in the context of action. A lot of our action in the world, I think, is very impulsive, reactive. Uh, We take in some sort of stimulation, maybe something we see on TV, something we hear on the radio, something we see on social media, something a friend says to us, and we immediately do something or say something or post something or forward something to a friend or text something that maybe we uh, might regret texting later on. Or take a stance on something that is more related to the emotional impulse that's arising rather than something actually connected to how we uh, are deeply aligned to something. And so that, although it's a form of action, can be an unskillful form of action. It can be a very reactive, impulsive form of action. I do think it is uh, quite a powerful thing to be able to notice an impulse that's arising and have some space between that impulse arising and how you respond to it. And that's really what I see meditation doing in the context of, of action. It's not like we're getting rid of impulses. That, that doesn't change. And it's not like we're training ourselves uh, to see impulses as bad or not to be responded to. I mean, if that were the case, then any meditator 
would just be meditating all day long. They wouldn't even be getting up. So you still have to make decisions in the world. And like, what am I going to eat right now? What do I believe? What do I stand for? What am I going to do with my life? What's my work going to be? All of those are forms of action. The difference, though, is when we do have a practice that is cultivating more moment-to-moment awareness, it allows us to see that flow of impulse moving through us, flow of thought, of emotion, of volition. And instead of just reacting to it quickly, we can stop and go, oh, is this, is this something that I want to follow? Or is this just related to some form of stimuli that, that has arisen um, that actually isn't aligned with who I want to be in this moment and how I want to respond? And while we're on that, meditation, I think also, at least in my experience and for many of my students, gets us in touch with a deeper sense of who we are and what we want to stand for and who we want to be in the world and what our values are and what's most essential. So it makes our action not only more intentional, but actually more aligned with a deeper sense of values and morality and a general stance of uh, how we want to show up, what we believe in. So uh, these are just some thoughts on on how meditation can relate to taking action in the world. I'm sure there's more to say on this, but I think this is enough that if you did have a friend that says, well, why would I meditate? There's so many important things I need to do in the world. Well, maybe send them this episode. It's a fair pushback considering how many things do need to get done in the world and how many things need to change. But rest assured, meditation is not antithetical to that. In fact, it's supportive of it on a really deep level. So I hope this gives you something to think about on your journey of practicing human. And if you would like to take a deeper dive into meditation, then maybe consider attending the upcoming online mindfulness retreat. Again, it's April 16th through 18th. You can find all the details at coreymascara.com forward slash retreat. I'd love to have you there. All right. Talk to you soon. Thank you for your practice and take care.